What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Next Level Experience. It's Coach Mike. I hope everybody is having a phenomenal day today. It is Wednesday, so you know what that means. It's Wisdom Wednesday, which means I am going to bring on a coaching friend of mine to drop some knowledge on a topic that they are experts in. So today we have Coach Katie Markell. Katie is actually a former Marine, so you automatically know that she is a badass. And this episode was probably one of my one of my most favorite episodes because we talk about military life we talk about alcoholism we talk about hormonal situations as well so we really cover a lot of different topics within this and we touch on mindset a little bit as well so enjoy the episode hang around until the end to learn how you can follow myself and follow katie on all social media platforms and i hope you have a phenomenal day What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Next Level Experience. It's your host with the most, and I'm not talking about the Oreos. It's Coach Mike. I hope everybody is doing phenomenal today. It is Tuesday, May the 2nd. Justin Timberlake's favorite month has finally arrived, and you, you know what? I, I think it's going to be a great month. Um, I have Coach Katie on with me today. She has a phenomenal story. Coach Katie is a Marine veteran, so everybody knows she's going to touch my heart dearly as my granddad was a Marine as well. Uh, she's originally from the great state of Kansas. She's now transplanted out to the state of California, man, talking about a culture jump. Um, but we're going to get into her story today about how she overcame addiction, overcame anorexia, and even gotten out of a abusive relationship and kind of rebuilt her entire life. So ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome coach Katie. Katie, welcome to the next level. Thank you. Thanks. Glad to be here, Mike. Yeah. How are you doing today? Doing good. Yeah, it's finally sunny out here. It's been a weird year for California, but yeah, it's good. beautiful. Yeah, how about you? Good. Well, so the the great state of Delaware, the small state of Delaware, we have experienced rain the last four out of the uh, last five days. So it's not as great here. Not as great oh, here. Right. Yeah, so, sent it out your way. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I must ask, since you're in California, like has wildfire season started yet? No, because we've gotten so much rain this year. Like literally the ground is like a bladder. You can walk in certain areas really? and the ground, yeah, it like pops up and down. Like they don't know what to do with all the water once it melts, like from the Sierras and everything. Mm -hmm. So not yet, but it could get really bad because of all the rain and might mm -hmm. grow up a bunch. Hmm. Yeah. So, so have you ever seen like the videos on like National Geographic or like Animal Planet where like there's water in the ground and they stab it and like water comes out of it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah it's like the it's like a water bubble forms up under it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so cool that like that that always fascinates me. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but the California gets snow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially like like we're headed to Mammoth this weekend yeah. and they had a record year of 700 inches. So what? it's yeah, yeah, oh. it's been epic. So so anytime somebody says California, I automatically think about like sun and beaches. I, I don't think about snow. Definitely San Diego is usually sunny. This year, not so much, but you can get any type of environment you want out here. Like you can be in the desert in an hour, you can go to the beach, you can go to the mountains. There's literally everything out here. Man, that's crazy. All right. Yeah, so that's why it's hard to leave. <laughs> Right. Yeah, no, I totally get that. So I, I really have to ask, like, my first question, and like, I kind of said this in the intro, like, Kansas to California, what a jump, like, like, what, what created this jump? Of uh, the Marine Corps. So I got stationed out here. Um, and it was my first duty station. And I just ended up getting out out here through some events. Um, and yeah, it was it was hard to leave, like get sent to the East Coast, like, where are we going? Like, mm -hmm. so I decided to stay here. Yeah. Awesome. So are, are you uh, still active or no? 
No. Um, sometimes I kind of wish, but um, no, not anymore. Awesome. How, how long have you served for? I did four years. So from 2012 to 2016. So is that kind of like a basic contract? Yeah. 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 Okay. Nice. Were, were you stationed anywhere like very unique or fun or like tropical? Oh no, not tropical. Uh -huh. um, I deployed to Bahrain and that's mm -hmm. like, everything's off white. Okay. Everything. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So um, as you heard in the intro, I actually come from a Marine family. My, uh, my granddad served in Vietnam. He, he was oh. a, he, yeah, he was a rifleman in the Marines. So I always have a soft spot in my heart for Marines. So thank you for your service. This as well. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what's funny is like those, the, like those Vietnam guys, they're a whole different breed. Like they're a whole different breed of like soldier. And I really, I don't, want to get too political of course but like i really think the government just treated them like shit and like like i brought to my granddad whenever i was in high school i was like hey i think i'm thinking about going into the marines he was like no you're not i was like okay <laughs> i was like yes i'm not <laughs> so but like dude like they're a whole different like breed of soldier like marines themselves like you guys are a whole different breed of soldiers but like those vietnam era marines man they're badasses for sure so like it's awesome to, to have a marine on here um but yeah so let's kind of like dive into like who you are like like people can't see this right now if they're listening but you you have this fancy ass background going on and like it, it just looks amazing I, I did a little bit of research on your company um you correct me if i'm wrong but you own one company called she eats right then mm -hmm. you own another one called how do you say it, it, it's something in balance in balance right yeah okay. yeah okay so so if you could um explain like your two companies that you own and like how do you serve people for sure um i'll try to make this story like succinct how they came about so um when I was in school for kinesiology, I, this was post like, well, not post, it was kind of in a weird mix of the anorexic time, but mm -hmm. so I was a nerd about nutrition, right? I was learning about the body mm -hmm. and mobility and how everything moves and also like really developing my new mindset. And so I was like, you really can't separate these things and be healthy. You can't just address nutrition or just mm -hmm. address movement. So I was like, mm -hmm. okay, we need something that's like all together having everything in balance and so oh. i didn't want to do the little i like apple so i did just the letter n being like in balance so that's where that started to come about um through part of everything i eventually end up like crushing my hormones completely mm -hmm. and doctors try to put me on medication and it just makes everything worse and i started diving into all this newer research coming out about women and how you can naturally balance things and the reason mm -hmm. women get pms is because diets out of whack sleep mm -hmm. and stress and everything is completely out of whack so i was like i'm done with your medicine like i'm just going to do this naturally and that's exactly what i did and then i started telling my friends everything i was doing and they were like I've never heard of this. And I was like, like, really? And so I started like, and a lot of them didn't even know how their cycle worked too. Like I knew that from school. And so I thought everybody knew that, but like, they didn't even know that things fluctuate. Mm -hmm. And so I started just kind of having these conversations with women and decided like, we needed a subset for women because the thermodynamics and body mechanics are pretty much the same across everyone. But then women have these unique fluctuating hormones that and then all of a sudden you hit 40 and 50 and those dramatically change again. And mm -hmm. so we needed this subset for women to naturally balance those, how to eat and train with their cycle to not so much like, 
optimize their results because they did the HIIT workout at the perfect time, but to not mess up their hormones because they went too hard or they didn't get the nutrients they needed at a certain So that's where she eats kind of comes Mm -hmm. under the umbrella of imbalance. I love that. So like it, it kind of, I love it anytime that there's companies up under an umbrella, just because I believe, especially in our field, there's so many different branches and so many different areas you can really hit on. So like, for example, my company is called Next Level Health Coaching. We have a company branched off of it called Hot Tag Nutrition. Hot Tag Nutrition mainly serves professional wrestlers. Because, oh, wow. Yeah. So, so little, uh, little inside note about me. I'm a complete dork. Like I'm a nerd. Um, I grew up loving Spider-Man and loving professional wrestling. I still love both of those things till this day as a 30 year old man. I'm not ashamed of it. Um, like to the point I was like, you know what? I talked to Jason about it. We, Jason Phillips, which is a fellow mentor that both Katie and I have, uh, you know, I talked to Jason about it. Jason was like, dude, like I, I coach wrestlers also. He was like, go fucking coach. Them. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, just go do it. I was like, Okay. Now, like I own a company that coaches professional wrestlers and like, I'm working with some guys that like I grew up watching as a kid and like, I geek out every time I get a text from them. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, are they really texting me? (laughs) Dude, how rad you get to work with like your heroes. Dude, for real. Like, like that's the really cool thing is uh, like, I was talking to one of them like today actually. And I was like, dude, like, I don't mean to make you feel old, but like, I remember this match and like, I was in like high school and it was like, dude, just stop. I was like, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Just fanboying over there. (laughs) Oh, dude. So just complete fanboying. And uh, like, it's just, it's a fun time. It's a fun time. Well, that's like, honestly, your two companies are completely awesome because I am a big component of hormonal health. Um, I myself, as our audience knows, um, I actually have hormonal issues as well. Um, I got diagnosed with low testosterone about two years ago. Uh, My test was actually in the 100s whenever we discovered that I had low levels and, uh, you know, battled depression, anxiety, fatigue, like the the typical stuff that men go through whenever we have low T. And uh, I got placed on like injections and dude turn my life around like full 180 like the like depression is not bad like anxiety's gone like my fatigue is rarely there like i i feel amazing so i always recommend to people like if you're like if you feel like your hormones are out of whack even if like you were just like being like a hypochondriac about it go get them checked because like at the end of the day they play such a big role they're massive and like if they they check them and they're not cool but if you don't check them and they're off and you don't know yeah, absolutely. That's exciting, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So what what's really what's really fun or not fun, but funny is uh I started off bodybuilding naturally. And like I was like part of this whole group of guys that, you know, we were very proud about being natural. And then like I discovered like my test was so low. And I was like, well shit. I just got engaged. Like I'm going to start a family in a few years. Like I feel like shit. Like, I don't have any energy, you know, to run my business, to do my day job that I had at the time and be a fiance. Like, which one do we go with? Do we go with being able to say, hey, I'm natty as fuck? Or like, do we go with, hey, I'm happy and healthy? So, you know, I think that's the difference there where it's like, I would almost still consider you natural because you're bringing yourself up to like the levels you should be. Mm -hmm. I think there's a difference between when men are like way surpassed seeing those levels versus like bringing yourself into a healthy level yes 
Yeah, big, big time. And uh, it depends on who on who you talk to, I've learned in the bodybuilding world. It depends on who you talk to. Some will say you're sticking a needle in your body, injecting testosterone. You're automatically not natural anymore because your body didn't produce that testosterone. But at the end of the day, I'm like, it's helping my body learn how to produce the proper amount of testosterone. It's the same thing as somebody taking an insulin shot literally what i was thinking insulin literally. is a hormone yeah. and like honestly like while we're on the topic of hormones like that's that's one thing that blows my mind all the time like i start talking about insulin with people and they're like yeah but like what is insulin i'm like well insulin is a hormone that blah blah, blah. and they're like wait hold on it's a hormone like yeah well wait I, I thought testosterone and estrogen were like hormones i'm like well they are but like insulin is a hormone as well and it plays a big issue or not a big issue but it plays a big role you know in your goals as well so so I, I love it that your company is really revolved around helping people with their hormonal issues and helping people reestablish a healthy, optimal hormonal cycle. Just because I truly believe in today's society with like as much stress as we have going on around us, I think everybody's hormones are a little fucked up right now. Would, would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the majority really probably is especially like the amount of stuff that's in the water and the mm -hmm. amount of plastics we're exposed to. Mm -hmm. Like literally I was reading a study the other day that there's so much plastic now, like literally in our blood that there's nothing, there's nothing we can do about it. So we're exposed really? to, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's everywhere. Think about if you go get a cup of coffee from like the, from anywhere, you're getting a plastic lid and now you're putting hot liquid. It's true. Yeah. Every single can has plastic lined on the inside of it. If you like degrade that away, it's like a liner of plastic, like, we put it in foods, we have to-go boxes, like every, it's just like inundated to our world. Tupperware, everything, yeah, exactly. And so that's one of the things I'll have my women do first if they do have hormonal issues is like, take your own cup, like take your own coffee cup. Like even if you get it from the gas station, dump it in there so you're not drinking it through the hot plastic, replace all your Tupperware with glass, just start to avoid it as much as you can. And then go sweat, go pump things out. Like women, we get to donate blood naturally kind of, but for men, like go, <laughs> go donate blood. So you're getting rid of that blood. Your body's producing more blood on a regular basis. And so mm. you can kind of start to filter that out a little bit. So that's very interesting about the plastic and uh, the, the method that you have your clients go through. Like that's super interesting i've honestly like i have never heard of another coach doing that and like i've been in this game for a while uh, like i've been in this game for about 10 years now like i've never heard of another coach like having their clients like swap their tupperware for glass containers and you know having them like carry their own like coffee cups and stuff like that I, that's no pun intended but like that's some next level shit oh i'm surprised more people aren't like that yeah, yeah it's a one of the easiest like lifestyle changes you can start to make and just like I'm sure you tell your clients too, like, don't go change everything all at once. Like right. that's one expensive, but start with, okay, that Tupperware broke. Now you're going to get a new one, buy, buy a glass one this time. Like get the coffee cup, start there. Cause it's just one thing. Just like start to transition mm -hmm. everything out. Yeah. So that was actually going to be my next question. Like how early on in the process with working with you, do you have clients make that switch? Um, it really depends on them, right? Like if they come to me and everything seems completely normal hormonally, they're just, you know, wanting to lose weight. Um, everything's good there. I won't harp on it. I will try to like get down to the questions of like, just, you know, as we're having conversation and just like kind of putting it out there, like, Hey, you might want to consider doing this, even if nothing's happening now, long-term health, 
you really don't want to expose yourself to that. If you're going to have right. a kid down the road, you really don't want to like start their life, their life off exposing them to that. So, um, mm. you know, it's really client dependent. What's most important to them right now? Like what's going to move the needle? What do we really need to focus on first? That's wild. So you, you guys have heard it here first. Quit buying Tupperware, buy glass containers. hundred <laughs> <Yep>, percent. <laughs> That's wild, man. I, I always love having coaches on who teaches me something new because like it just, it, it makes me like all like, it gives me that nerdy sensation. I know you get that nerdy <laughs> yeah. sensation as well because you're a coach, but like, I just get that nerdy sensation. I'm like, wait, hold on. What? Like, like run this by me. Like I need to know more. <laughs> so that's awesome, dude. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, so like the audience knows, usually I like to be a little bit nerdy in these episodes. Then I usually like to dive deep into the core of like who the guest is. Like I like to dive deep. Um, and like everybody who listened to uh, the episode about my mom, people like really saw like how deep I like to dive sometimes. Um, so we're not going to get that deep though. Um, if tears happen, tears happen, you know, they're all accepted and welcome here, but dude, I want to know your story because you've overcame anorexia. You've overcame addiction. You've gotten out of a abusive relationship. You've gone through a lot of shit. And like, I, like, I just, I need to know, how'd you do it? Um, honestly, like mindset is the biggest thing. Like I've always been a stubborn, like since I was a kid, I've always been stubborn and like very hard-headed and I can do whatever I'm going to set my mind to so that's always come a little bit natural and I realize that's not natural for everybody but that's mm -hmm. something I try to instill in everybody because mm -hmm. you can decide who you are you make the decision to do it or not to do it you make the decision to work on yourself or not work on yourself so like when it comes down to the core of it like literally just hitting that point where there was just a, like a you have to change. Yeah. Like you have to go a different direction and just deciding I am going one, like 180 in the other direction and going that way. Mm -hmm. And then really embodying that new identity because like the old identity, if I still am that person can never go into that new direction, like literally become that person. If you're still doing the things and like thinking the way the old person did. So shifting that identity and really like sitting down I love to journal and write things out and so like writing out like this is what I believe this is what I'm feeling this is where I'm going and this is who I want to be has always been a practice anytime I really like hit that point I love that yeah dude I I am such a big advocate for like mindset work meditation journaling just like manifestation like I tell clients all the time if you feel like you are just ready to scream, pull out your phone, pull out a notepad, just start texting, just start type or uh, like writing, typing, whatever. Just get that feeling out into the physical realm, into the physical universe. And you feel so much better. I can't explain it, but it's just something about taking it from your mind to something that's physical. It just gets it out of you and it makes you look at it and go, holy shit. I'm overreacting. <laughs> Usually most of the time whenever I do it, I'm like, okay, I'm just being a little bitch. All right, like, let's move on. <laughs> That's actually literally something I have. Some of my ladies that are like high stress or like mm -hmm. high day type people is I'm like, I just want you to journal at the end of the night and like write whatever you're worked up about. And mm -hmm. then like, look at it and be like, am I causing myself more stress than the situation actually deserves? Oh, dude, for, for sure. It's, 
I'm a firm believer that everything in life is energy. And there, there's some there's some people that always they, they tell me, oh, Mike, it's not that deep. I'm like, but it is like if you actually like take a step back and think about everything that's been scientifically proven about the universe, everything is energy from this table to this microphone to my hat to even us as beings. We are energy. So if we are constantly feeding negative energy into ourselves, it's going to truly impact our lives. And I and I really feel like whenever we say that, because I'm a I'm a mindset nut as well. Like I like I could talk mindset until I'm blue in the face and until I'm 80 years old and halfway dead. Um, but I tell people all the time, like if the mind is not a hundred, if the mind is not healthy, then the body can't be healthy because a lot of people think whenever we say, oh, like you are surrounding yourself with negative energy, they're like, oh no, like I only surround myself with like my husband and my kids and my dog Sparky and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, but what are you watching? What stuff are you looking at on social media? What music are you listening to? What like, what are you drinking after a long day at work? You know, are, are you going home and drinking some water? Or are you drinking half a bottle of wine? What kind of energy are we putting into the body? Because like that plays such a big role. And I do, I'm just, I'm a firm believer that energy is everything. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. Like we're like, this whole world is a giant physics project. Like every little <laughs> thing, like you're saying is made of atoms and those atoms yeah. like gravity is like, it just have to move around and you can feel the energy and you can know like you know like you're doing online coaching and you know when you go in person with someone it's a mm -hmm. different energy like you can feel the energy off that person mm -hmm. and so like you're saying what are you surrounding yourself with if you have those people in your life are that negative energy mm -hmm. and you're constantly just inundated with that like like you said the mind is so strong we can look at joe dispenza who like literally they were just like yeah you're not gonna walk we're gonna put you in a body cast and he's like no no, I'm going to go meditate and like heal mm -hmm. my body. I'm just going to lay here until like, I'm good. Yeah. Do you know his story? Wow. Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, his story is like... so freaking wild. So yeah, I have a friend. Um, she was in a accident. God, this is probably about a year ago. Um, so like she, she lives in South Carolina in the rural area. Like she lives in a very wooded area. Well, somebody on the other side of the woods was shooting the rifle at night. And the bullet went through the woods and hit her in the spine. Yeah, hit her in the back, hit her in the spine. She's now a uh, paraplegic. And uh, I sent his, like I sent his story to her, and I was like, dude, like if this does not give you hope, like if this is not like give you some type of motivation, or like, huh, maybe I can walk again. Like the nothing will, because like that shit's powerful. Like for <laughs> real, that shows you like what's possible, and I love it. Yeah, the human mind is, it's insanely strong. I think we don't even know how strong. No, I do. Like there, I think, I think the stat is like, we only use like maybe 12% of our brain or something like that. Isn't that it's, wild? It's a very low percentage. And like, I, I cannot remember the name of the movie to save my life, but I know they made a movie um, with Scarlett Johansson and like, supposedly like she took a drug and like it unlocked the rest of her brain and like she was able to like control like everything around her and like it's really freaky like i cannot remember the name i'm going to google it later um but yeah it, i remember it it came out whenever i was in college it was a freaky movie i'll have to look it up later um but i, I want to kind of move into we're, we're talking about energy talking about getting negative energy around you and oftentimes the best way to get negative energy around you is by shrinking your circle. 
I'm a firm believer that your circle dictates who you are. Your circle dictates what you think, how you feel, how you treat other people. I'm just a firm believer that your circle is everything. If your circle is not strong, if your circle is not positive, then you are not going to live a strong and positive life. And sadly, a lot of people, they keep negative people within their circle because, oh, Mike, I've been friends with them for the last 20 years. Mike, like, they're my best friend's sister's ex-boyfriend's uncle's cousin or like some bullshit like that. Like they don't want to cut people out just because they feel like they owe them something just because of how long they know them. Have you ever had a client deal with that? Had a client deal with that? Yeah. Um, I would say no, but it's like a hard so honestly, it's been a lot of the husbands, which is so unfortunate and hard. So I'm not going to tell somebody like, hmm, your husband is really, but a you lot of them don't have the, so, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Like break up your whole family, like, cause this is going to make you get fit. So, um, so it's just kind of hard sometimes because yeah. like I've had, like, that made me think of two specific clients where like their husbands were very much like not supportive. Like one literally didn't tell her husband she was like working with me and then he yeah. was standing outside the door and like he's like who are you talking to and then another time like a different like the other husband comes walking of a different woman comes walking through and it's like oh what is she buying now and I was just like uh, um she's working on bettering her life so that she can yeah. get this weight off and her knees don't hurt <laughs> like, <Go> for you, <laughs> um thanks so um that but those are the really the only ones I can think of um other than like that same woman was just in a hard hard workplace and she actually did mm -hmm. end up switching jobs and we'll see how that goes for her but um yeah that toxicity <clears throat> just really there's just so much stress and one of her <clears throat> issues is totally inflammation and we majority just work on bringing down stress and like letting mm -hmm. her talk it out and like how can we reframe this because it's just keeping that so high like she has the knowledge. I'm like, these are your macros. This is how much you need to eat. This is what we need to do. But all of that still surrounds us. And Friday comes and it's like, all right, what drink are we reaching for? Because we haven't figured out how to cope with the stress. Mm -hmm. And so really trying to reframe a lot of stuff. Like we were talking about earlier with like the journaling. Am I causing myself more stress mm -hmm. than is actually necessary for this? And is that stress like helpful or is that stress hurtful? And if it's hurtful, can we reframe it to maybe put compassion on the person that's like really causing the negativity in the workplace for like, gosh, what must be going on in their home life that they feel like they need to lash out at somebody else. Like they have such little power in their own world. Like that must be so hard for them. And like reframing instead of like feeling attacked, even if it's not the truth about what's going on in their life, maybe they're a horrible person, but like, it doesn't matter as long as you can reframe that own energy for yourself. Yes. And what's so wild is like the first thing that popped into my mind whenever you were saying all that is us as business owners, we're always taught if somebody says something negative about your content, about your marketing, about your advertising, about a message you put out there, don't ever attack them back. Just understand that, hey, they're dealing with some shit right now. It's nothing personal. It's probably not you. It's probably them. And like that, like you just saying that just like made that light bulb go off in my, in my head. Um, but really everything you talked about just now all boils down to a shift in identity. 
it all boils down to a identity shift. And uh, like, I, I remember back whenever I was battling alcoholism in my early twenties, uh, I had to have that identity shift. I had to have that hard conversation with myself. Like, Hey, do you want to continue down this path and end up like your dad and, you know, be dead by the time you're 40? Or do you want to actually live a life that you knew you were supposed to live? Because I, I always tell people whenever I tell my story, I knew at a young age, I was supposed to do something great. I thought I was going to be a Power Ranger whenever I was growing up, like for real, for real. Like I was going to be the Blue Ranger. I don't know. Yeah, I, feel, I was going to be the pink one. Yeah, yep. yeah, then we can relate. Yeah. Um, so I was quickly uh, brokenhearted whenever I found out you can't be a Power Ranger. So I was like, cool, how can I help people? And, you know, here we are as coaches and, you know, I'm able to impact thousands and millions of lives, which is amazing. Um, but I really had to have that identity shift and uh, you just reading over your bio, like you, you had to go through one as well, correct? Yeah. And it was oddly really early on. Um, yeah. I started drinking when I was like 12 years old. Wow. Um, yeah. Cause definitely like I did all my growing before sixth grade. So I've been five, eight since, since sixth grade, like I really stuck out was, you know, mm -hmm. that was like really awkward. All the other boys were like really short. And so, <laughs> um, I so, so, so as a former middle school teacher, I really appreciate that. <laughs> Because I know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. All the girls just like, we, yeah, I don't know why everything is like, oh my God, you really messed it up on like how puberty happens and yeah. metabolism. Y'all want to get big. We like, so, um, yeah. but anyways, so yeah, I started drinking at like a really young age, was really insecure and that numbed everything and made everything feel better. I really didn't care as much. And so that became quickly like a routine habit. Like my, both my parents work. So how quickly can I get home from school? Can I swap out some stuff in the wine bottles? Can I like sneak a beer? And that became like all the way through high school. And like, I just felt like I was getting nowhere. Like all the things I wanted to do in college, like just kept getting shot down. Like I really wanted to go into film editing, mm -hmm. got a job with National Geographic with prairie chickens. And I was like, if this is film in Kansas, like I'm out. Um, and I found the Marine Corps and I was just like, like this, this is what's going to change my identity. Like I'm going to go be something way better than this because like my environment here is just feeding me getting in trouble all the time, drinking, like gaining weight, just like nothing about this is healthy and I'm not happy. So I'm going to go completely reinvent myself. I'm going to completely take myself out of the situation and what a better way to not be able to drink, but be somewhere for three months where you have no access or control over anything in your life. And so I just decided like, okay, I'm, I'm going and doing this. I'm, this is not who I am anymore. Man, I love that. So you, you legit went to the military to really just like flip your life around, right? Yeah. hundred percent. I just hated everything. And yeah. So like, let, let me ask you this now that you're out, I, I feel like you can openly answer this. Did, did you enjoy being in the military? Sometimes, Sometimes, for sure. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm like a really hard headed person. And like, I just say it like how it is. Mm -hmm. And so there, like nobody gets offended by anything. Like you can, are you allowed to trust me? Okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like literally someone calls you like a motherfucker and that's not offensive. They're just trying to get your attention. They just yeah. want you to act now, pay attention. And yeah. like, and so um, I love that. I love that environment. I love the discipline of it. I love the, like, be your absolute best and then push a little bit harder. So like that 
yeah, I, I love that aspect of it. But there's definitely some like, apparently the Marine Corps is changing a little bit, but mm-hmm. they treat a lot of Marines like your high schoolers. And so a lot of people yeah. never progress maturity past like high school. And so that leads to a lot of issues um, with, you know, people getting assaulted and alcohol and just mm-hmm. all sorts of, yeah, like people know the stereotype mm-hmm. of, of like Marines. So, um, right. yeah. So that, that explains a lot about some of my friends I grew up with. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> they went off to the Marines and I, and I was always like, I thought you were supposed to come back a, like a little bit more disciplined and smarter and proper and. Like you're, you're the same, maybe worse. <laughs> yeah. Yo. So like, I, I do have to lead into that a little bit. Um, Cause like you're going through this identity shift by joining the military. And I have a lot of military friends from a military family. I know our military, they're really good at defending our country. They're even better at drinking. So like, how did you go through that transition without falling back into old habits? Yeah. Um, one, because I had decided that that's who I wasn't anymore. And so no matter if I wanted to drink, mm-hmm. that didn't that didn't facilitate who I was anymore. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if I still had a craving, like that's not who I am. So mm-hmm. that's part of it. Because um, there's been other things along the way I've gotten addicted to, and that's just how I get through it. Like if I mm-hmm. want something, I have to go see clients. So no, like I just tell myself, no, I just mm-hmm. become like my ultimate parent. Um, but inside the Marine Corps, that became an interesting relationship because one, because I wanted this new identity, like when I first joined, I was like, I'm going to be the first woman who's a Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps. Like that's the person I was going yeah. in. Yeah. That's who I wanted to be. And so I didn't want to associate myself with the people who were drinking every single night. And like, that's what they did on a Friday night was play drinking games and watch Disney movies. And, um, so yeah, like boxed wine for days. It was the barracks are an awesome place, but so I had gotten into half marathons. And so it kind of was a double-edged sword because now this discipline and determination allowed me to have a cover to feed my eating disorder Mm -hmm. because oh, no, I can't come drink with you because I need to go do this run. Mm. Or no, I'm not going to come drink because I'm a runner and, you know, I'm not going to put that into my body. Mm -hmm. And so while I, like, I believe I had this new identity of this person who, like, treats their body like a temple and all this other stuff. And that's what I, like, said on the outside. Mm -hmm. There was also that it was at the same time a cover. So it was kind of, like I said, like a double-edged sword where it was this new identity that was keeping me from that addiction, but Mm -hmm. it was also feeding the new addiction of how small can I get eating so little, running this many miles, getting faster times. So it was a little, yeah, double-edged there. So, so they do say that us addicts, we trade addictions. We trade one addiction for another, that we don't ever truly kick the idea or the habitual habit of addiction. We just trade things. And like, I think about that a lot like, especially with my past as a alcoholic, you know, I think about, okay, what am I addicted to now? I'm addicted to bettering myself. I'm addicted to helping people. I'm addicted to making sure my, like my business is a top tier business. Like you can become addicted to things that are good for you. 
which is an amazing Sorry. thing in my opinion. Um, but, but yeah, no, like you, you trading off the addiction of drinking with the addiction of uh, eating disorder or like the addiction of looking a specific way, man, that, that is a double-edged sword. Um, so if you don't mind sharing, like, how did you get past that? How, how did you get past the eating disorder? <clears throat> um, that was definitely, you know, like you relapse and addictions, right? So yeah. that was definitely the longest journey of continual relapses. I would say the first time is because the Marine Corps made me. So I had deployed, I had like, then you're around a lot less people because you have certain shifts. Like, so yeah. everybody's kind of doing their thing. So, um, at that time I would run 50 plus miles a week and then I would strength train for an hour or two. I would do combat training and then only eat eight. And so like that perpetuated to where now I'm 113 pounds at five, eight and the Marine Corps. Yeah. So the Marine Corps had a minimum weight of 125 for me. So basically they were like, you have to gain weight or we're kicking you out and getting kicked out would have been failure. And I don't accept failure. So I was like, okay, I have to gain weight. So I gained weight up to that. And that started like a little bit of a shift, right? Like I was mm -hmm. eating more. So I felt like I was healthy. Mm -hmm. um, then I get back, end up in this relationship where I think he's a <clears throat> super awesome guy. We get into motorcycles that always wanted to do that as a kid. And like my parents were like, no, but I was like, yes, I can now. So, <laughs> um, but then I put my motorcycle 10 feet up a canyon wall. And I put the clutch lever through my knee. Um, oh, the bike God. actually lands on top of me, like completely screwed up my spine, just mm -hmm. everything. So I couldn't run, really couldn't do anything. But he had also been the person who was just like, like you could, you're going to go run, like you need to eat more. And so he had already started to kind of shift this identity that like, I was okay how I was, mm -hmm. like you need to eat, eating as fuel. Mm -hmm. um, so that in itself also made it where it was like near impossible to perpetuate what I was doing yeah. um and that started to heal for like a long time as far as like on the eating like I was eating more I obviously couldn't run anymore so like that level of intensity was brought down mm -hmm. um and then that goes through like a super crazy time and when I eventually get out of that situation um I felt like I was like like I had no idea who I was at this point um if you want, we can circle back to that, but essentially sure. drew me all the way down to like literally believing I'm crazy. Like, I don't understand reality. I don't like know what's actually going on. And I have to rely on him to tell me what reality really is. And so, and like, nobody actually loves me. Everybody is literally lying to you. If they're being nice to you, they want something from you. So mm -hmm. when I get out of that place, I feel like I have no control over anything. And so that kind of relapsed the second time because mm. the thing I could control was how I looked, what I ate. Yep. Like these were the only things I really knew were like numbers, reality. And so I kind of like rooted back into that. Um, and that perpetuated for a while and like a healthier way. It wasn't like as extreme as the first time, but it mm. was still not. And um, then I got heavy into jujitsu. Nice. was really trying to compete and um got down to like really low body fat and maintained that for a long time until eventually just too much stress too much inflammation going way too hard and like flatlined my hormones and that mm. was the biggest wake-up call because always before like if uh, things didn't feel okay you know I'd like kind of tone it back for a little bit and like but now nothing I did was changing and there were like 
hard number saying like, no, you have to change or like, you're gonna like really bad things are gonna start happening. Cause literally like my testosterone was zero. My estrogen was three. So like, like none. Yeah. They're like, you have to, so, you have to so, put on weight. You have to. Hold on. So you, you yeah. had zero, te- like you're, you're talking about like free range testosterone, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So you had zero free testosterone. Zero. Yeah. Wow. Yo, what's up? It's Mike again, just really fast in the few seconds coming up here. You are going to hear me say that women should have 10 nanograms per deciliter whenever it comes to free testosterone. That's incorrect. Within the moment, I was thinking about the threshold for low testosterone within women. Usually whenever it hits 10, that's whenever women are diagnosed with low test levels. Women should have at least 15 nanograms per deciliter whenever it comes to testosterone proof that we are all human and we all make mistakes enjoy the rest of the episode and for anybody that's listening uh women should have around 10 like their their uh their free testosterone level should be around 10 i believe um so like you having zero wow yeah yeah that's that's scary man that's scary so like man like your story is wild like for real going from I still can't wrap my head around the idea of a 12 year old drinking. Um, but going from somebody who was 12 year old, 12 years old, excuse me, drinking, going into the military to really find who she is and to really kick that habit, then just to fall into another one. Cause like, as we talked about, you know, as addicts, we trade one thing for another. And, uh, you, you, you know, it really sounds like <clears throat> you, you found kind of, kind of like a safe space for, for a moment where you had somebody to kind of teeter the, the, the other end of the totter, as they say, um, like all in all, like, what would you say is the biggest lesson that you learned from surviving all the things that you did? Um, kind of almost comes back to like that circle. Mm -hmm. Um, because had I kept people around me or had people around me to, you know, that had like that healthier lifestyle, but really like that wasn't there. Um, and sorry, can you refresh that? Like my brain went like a thousand different places. <laughs> the, the like actual question was. Yeah, no, um, no, no, no. You're, you're good. So, so basically my, my question was like, what was the biggest thing that you took away from surviving all the things you did from the alcoholism, the anorexia, the abusive re- relationship? Like what's like the biggest key takeaway? Um, yeah. Okay. So out of all of those, yeah, man, really like that circle because had I had the people to step in or the people who were eating the lifestyle and had that system around me, um, I think things wouldn't have gone as far as they did. I think that having those right people in my life and doing the self-work to really love myself, mm-hmm. um, because I think that's where a lot of addiction gets rooted to is like trying to fill something that you don't innately like hold in yourself. So I think if that was something that was talked about more and like, like I said, had that system around me and like really made the effort to make sure I was putting those kind of people around my, like around myself, um, because you're kind of a reflection of those people around you. And so, um, like I would have seen that, you know, that's not the lifestyle they're, they're living. So I think, yeah, having that having that right community and doing the actual deep work and making sure like you love yourself first um, is definitely, I'd say a, a key takeaway that relates to all of those. 
Oh, dude, that's that's beautiful. So my my therapist, when whenever she told me this, whenever I was like 24, 25, I was a few months clean, few months sober, like just struggling with the whole idea of like being sober, like being somebody who doesn't drink anymore. And we were talking during the therapy session. She looked at me and she was like, the only reason why an addict becomes an addict is because there's something in their life that they can't control, but they can control that they're an addict. And I'm like, you're right. Then like that kind of like made a spiral down the, like the staircase, if you will, like, okay, what is it that I'm upset that I can't control? Okay, I feel like I'm not in control of my life. Why don't I feel like I'm in control of my life? Well, it's because I don't make a lot of money. Well, why don't I make a lot of money? Well, because you spend all the money on alcohol. <laughs> and then it's like just a spiraling staircase. And it's like, holy shit. Like it was never, hey, I'm an addict. It was more about, hey, I was trying to numb something. I was trying to ignore something. I was trying to find control in a place where I had no control in life. Yeah, like, dude, I, I just, I, I really think that's, that's very deep. And like, like, honestly, from somebody who, who's kicked that addiction to another, like, I, I'm very proud of you. I appreciate that. And I yeah. couldn't agree more with that control. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a, like, like I said, I'm a big, like mindset nerd. <clears throat> so anytime I could talk therapy, psychology, et cetera, like I am all here for it because I make the joke all the, all the time that I am a, uh, I'm going on 15 years now. So I'm a 15, uh, 15 year therapy veteran, if you will. <laughs> so, so a been, career. Oh, God, you telling me, man, like I've been in therapy since I was like 16 years old. And, uh, you, like I joke about it now. Um, but like I tell people all the time, I'm like, if you need it, go do it. Like for real, e even, even if like your biggest like issue in life is your dog, like poops in the living room while you're at work and like, it pisses you off whenever you whenever you get home, if that's your biggest problem, a you're blessed B like, if that drives you to go to therapy, it's okay to go. And I, I really want this message to, to be out here for people. Like if you're struggling with addiction, struggling with eating disorder, struggling with anything at all, it is okay to ask for help. Put your pride to the side. Say, hey, I need help. Don't be afraid to raise your hand because guess what? Whenever you raise your hand, somebody will answer. And if anybody laughs at you for raising your hand, it's because they are too afraid to admit that they have a problem as well. 100 percent absolutely well katie man this has been awesome you you have taught me a lot today about hormones you've taught me a lot today about why i need to go into my kitchen and throw away my plastic tupperware containers so my fiance is probably going to look at me like i'm crazy shortly um but dude like honestly everything from being a marine to surviving alcoholism to surviving anorexia to kicking a abusive relationship to becoming an online coach, man, you, you have lived a very fascinating life so far. And I can only imagine like the, the sky's the limit for you. Well, I appreciate you, Mike. And I appreciate yeah. um, what you're doing here and just, it's been a rad, super rad conversation. Yeah, well, ho hopefully I didn't nerd out on you too much. I you love know, nerding out. So we hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I didn't. Hopefully I didn't get a little too wooey. I I, uh, I I went to somebody's Facebook group the the other week, and anytime I go to a Facebook group, 
I talk about mindset just because like that's my bread and butter is like unlocking mind, like unlocking your mind and like unlocking like how to develop better habits. Um, that's kind of like my bread and butter. Well, I went to the group and anytime I do a lesson on like unlocking your mindset or unlocking your mind, it gets very woo because like you're talking about the mind, you're talking about the spirit, you're talking about a bunch of inner work. Well, she was sending me like some feedback from like some of her uh, members in the group. And like one of them was like, yeah, he's too wooey for me. He reminds me of a hippie. I'm like, cool. <laughs> I guess I made it. <laughs> yeah, you're just not super connected with yourself. Now I'm a holistic health practitioner. So wooey mm-hmm. is like my thing. Um, and going into like the metaphysical. Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, dude. So like we we, we could go down, down a whole nother rabbit hole because like I just start working. Well, I didn't just start. I've been working with him for about a year. Like I've been working with my current coach for about a year and he's very holistic. And I got hella sick or like Sunday randomly out of nowhere. Like I went to the gym, worked out and like came home, spiked a fever. And like I was like shivering, like I was going through withdrawals. And like I even told my fiance, I was like, I've never shook this way other than that one time. And uh, like I texted him that night about it. And he was like, run me through your week. We discovered that my week was so high in stress that my immune system just crashed on me. My immune system was like, nah, dude, fuck you. And like my, like I was kind of going into shock just because I was over, like overly stressed. Yeah. Yeah. So oh talking, talking, right. So talking about energy and talking about like holistic health and like all of this stuff, like it's just, it's, and hormones, like it's just so crazy. <laughs> like, like yeah, it, anytime it's, you want to nerd out. Dude, it's truly deeper than, than, than what people think. It's truly a whole lot deeper. And it's, it's like I told a client today, not, not everything is calories in versus calories out. There's a lot more to it. <laughs> yeah. A ton, a ton. So Katie, uh, where can the, the good people that are listening to this find you on socials? Um, social, my personal is like the letter K and then D, initials dot um, N, balance, spelled like with the N, the word balance. Um, she Eats does have an Instagram. It's, you know, it's kind of there. Um, but you can always, if you want to find, if you're a woman looking for that community, you can always find that link or reach out to me in my Facebook profile. My Facebook's just my name, Katie Markle. And then same thing with the imbalance group because the she eats is only for women, um, but everybody can be in the imbalance group. Awesome. So guys, I don't worry. I will put this down in the description below because if you're anything like me, you want to copy and paste usernames and Instagram handles and all that jazz because I, I can't spell worth shit. So we're going to just have all of her links and stuff down below. So you guys can just copy and paste. You will also find the links to all of my stuff down below from my socials to our free Facebook group, which is ironically enough called The Circle because we're a big believer of having positive people around you. Um, also, you can find the link to our website where you can read a lot of client testimonials, find a lot of cool workout swag, and also learn more about our award-winning Evolve program. So Katie, man, it's been an honor. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. Yo, you made it to the end of the episode. Congratulations. I really hope this episode served you in some way, somehow, any fashion at all. If so, please share this episode with a friend. Give it a rating on whatever platform you're listening to. Share it to social medias because really doing that just really helps us push this message out into the universe. Helps us impact more lives than ever as our goal is to impact over 100,000 homes and improve their nutritional and habitual habits within the household so their children can live healthier lives. 
I really enjoyed having Katie on for this episode. I learned a lot about military life. I learned a lot about her story. And dude, she's just a complete badass. Please go follow her. Go to the description. Her social media links will be down below. Go give her a follow. And I will catch you guys next time in the next level.